Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The New Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the fuck you decide to listen to this thing, Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me, as always, is... Lee's not here. <laughs> He's not here. He is stuck in, in, in Nash, Vegas. He ended up staying. He did Wednesday night with Rocky Dale Davis. I think that's his name, Rocky Dale Davis. Not a NASCAR driver, comedian. So uh, we have a special guest today sitting across from me. You might have read him in the Enquirer. He's a dear friend. Pat Brennan, how are you? Billy, I'm doing great, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm so... St- no, I was absolutely buzzing when you... Uh, texted earlier yeah today was we've been talking about collaborating yeah and uh today's the day tonight's the night it finally it happened might be, it sounds like the apocalypse is going to roll through here within oh. the next few hours weather-wise so i thought well we ought to get this <laughs> get it going now yeah knock it out <laughs> dude I'm, it, one more box to check yeah <laughs> i can't well we we're on the the first floor not the second floor on the couch because just in case a tree comes through and knocks the roof. We're fine. And Alicia, and the Beautiful. first the first lady can be up there doing her homework. We'll lose her, but we still got you and me. Yeah. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. So how are you doing, nasty boys and girls around the whole wide world? They're good. Okay, I got to stay with consistency. I totally fucked up already. I didn't do Lee's part. See, I'm just so out of sync with it, you know? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't this being know. This my no. first time on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is true. And you don't listen. You know, I get it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't either. I wouldn't at all. I don't, actually. Really? I, I hate the sound of my voice. I can't do it. I, really? I, I, That's I, interesting. I have to, whenever I do a guest spot on a podcast or when we attempt to get our FC Cincinnati podcast up off the ground, up off the mat, yeah. as we do kind of semi-annually. Right. Um, I have to go back and listen to what I said, especially if it's like a hot-button, controversial subject. Mm-hmm. I have to go back and listen. I don't care how awful my voice sounds, and I'm not crazy about my voice. Right. I also hem and haw a lot. A lot of ums, mm-hmm. a lot of mm, which is absolutely... Uh, there, I just did it. <laughs> now you're thinking but, about it. But it's but it, it's such a drag when I'm listening right. to myself drone on and on and on and take 10 seconds to say something that could be said in three. Sure. It really sucks. So I, I do hate listening to myself. I just want to listen back to make sure I didn't step in it. Right. I totally get that. Yeah. I. But here's the thing. like, If there's something hot button or, or controversial on here, we don't really have anyone ch- checking us. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're good, man. We're like solid. No one's been on here just like, Billy sounded like a fucking idiot. Like, no, that's never happened because I always sound like one. So it's fine. Right, right. But no, I mean, like even doing stand-up forever, ten, like going in my 10th year, like when I am when I do it and I have all of the voice recordings, yeah. I, I have gonna, all of them. When you said going in my 10th year, I was going to reach for the... Uh, Which one? Do you want A, B, the, C, or D? The clap track. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Rundown. A is funky. B is more funky. C is applause. D. 
the rim shot. Can't beat that. So now you get the rundown. Gotta have it. Thank you. (laughs) So now it's like 96.5 up in this bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big turd and the queen (laughs) for their Monday morning ride. (laughs) Now to traffic. Um, But... Uh, so like I've conditioned to it and yeah. I still just, I hate it, but I can watch tapes. I can watch tapes of me doing stand up. Yeah. It's almost completely different. Cause I just, if I just hear my voice, I'm like, God, it's so nasally and fucking terrible. And it's even worse now with my sinuses, but watching myself, not a problem. You got that Cincinnati springtime flu going on. Always. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if you heard, but I gave Joey Votto COVID. Seriously? Yeah. No, you're kidding. No, I'm dead serious. Yeah. That, yeah. Lee and I talked about it two weeks ago. Yeah, I flew to Goodyear, and I coughed in his mouth. Oh, Jesus. I know. Okay. So that's a big that's a big deal. Yeah. Mm. Got the Billy strain. That's a <laughs> big problem on the East Coast. Huge the problem. Bi- the Billy strain of COVID. <laughs> yeah, especially it's in Goodyear, Arizona, and then Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> People are catching it up and down the F-track, actually. Spread it on the, on the you know why they call it a, 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 what is that, the fast rail? Speed yeah. rail? Yeah. Because I coughed on all the tracks. <laughs> I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll give myself that one. So uh, let's introduce the folks to you. Let's give, give, give them a little background. So oh, yeah. people hey, don't know. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um, well, I, I primarily cover FC Cincinnati. Uh, that's my beat. I'm the beat reporter for the Inquirer. I've been at the Inquirer for seven years now, and... You probably know me best for getting tackled in the street and arrested by Cincinnati police last June, but uh, hopefully you've seen some of my writings and (laughs) some of the other radio and TV stuff I've done around town. Uh, That would be great. That would be preferable, in fact, if you knew me for that and not for the arrest. But um, (laughs) yeah, so I think it was, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm always staying up on what the other teams are doing in Cincinnati whether that's in the college basketball scene, Reds, Bengals, not the Cyclones. Um, <laughs> professional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not semi-semi-professional. Right. Uh, you know, because the nature of a newsroom is that, you know, someone could get sick and you could have to, you know, parachute in at any moment. So it's good to have a nice kind of base of knowledge. Some people, if you really, really, really read the Inquirer newspaper, like, line by line, every single freaking day, haven't missed it for five years, people have probably seen a couple of red stories in there. Haven't done one recently, but, you know, those times have come when I've had to kind of parachute in. Right. Do a little this and that. I don't pretend to be uh, Bobby Nightingale. <laughs> yeah. Absolute Inquirer legend. Shout out, Bobby. Um but I love I love to have a, a nice. I mean I'm in, I'm in town here. I'm in town here. Right. And um, I've always been interested to see what Cincinnati was like when the Reds are good because I've only seen. Oh, you got here right after. Like well, you've been you've been it's well, been a full rebuild. Basically. So I was at Ohio State in 2010, and I came down here for the division series clincher for the Phillies. And I forgot your listeners name. will probably be stoked to know that I was accosted after that game, like 30 seconds after that game, <laughs> and thrown down five rows of seats were you, in the upper deck. What, and I was not, I did not instigate it. What, I honestly didn't. What jersey were you wearing? Uh, Ryan Howard. Okay, yeah, that's so a good I, one. As long as it's, I mean, Chase would be number one. Right. Howard, good good gap for number two, though. Yeah. 
I mean, so, I, I mean, thought so. I thought it would be a non-starter, but I get it. Like playoffs, emotions are running high. I think that was the Reds' first division or the first NL Central in qu- quite a long time. Since '95. Yeah. Or yeah. '90. Yeah. Well. Yeah, '95. And the two games in Philly were just kind of sickening, right? Going yeah. into that, so like yeah, I, I, I knew emotions would be running high, but like I said, your listeners are probably. Thrilled beyond words to know that I was nearly beaten to a nearly kicked to death yeah. at Great American Ballpark in 2010. The only thing that would make it better is if you were beaten with a foot long sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got beat with an Italian BMT <laughs> on four cheese and it hurt because the bread was stale. It left bruises. It hurt so much. Yeah, that's the only thing that could have made that situation better. Oh but, yeah, yeah. Uh, been in, I'm a Cincinnati. I'm a transplant mm-hmm. to these lands. I love it here. I don't know what else to tell these people that they would actually care about. I love Cincinnati. I consider it home. Yeah. Uh, I have a brother here, um, and his he's married now, and they just had their kid last week. My niece. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, what? I, I'm in the sports scene here. I'm in the media, and. Uh, I'll be here all episode. <laughs> You're the media. And, uh, here, I'll say this to Lee. Shout out to Lee. As a media professional, I know it can be uncomfortable to see someone filling in for you. <laughs> yeah. It only looks like I'm replacing you permanently. <laughs> the actual permanent replacement will come in 12 to 15 months. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no kidding. When we finally get Danny to stay here. Yeah. And then it's just going to be called Two Jews Talk About Bagels. <laughs> <laughs> Which ballpark has the best schmear? That's literally all it's going to be. You're a sneaker guy. I love sneakers. You're a sneaker guy. Yeah. Where do you normally go to get your sneakers? Well, uh, I'm partial to Unheard Of on 4th Street. That's yeah. a go-to spot. Has been for years. Um, but when it comes to the secondary market stuff, I've been doing a lot of my shopping lately at Soul by Style in Covington. Okay. I'm sure I guarantee you um, anyone in the, I won't even, I won't put a number to it, but anyone that is into streetwear in the Reds clubhouse knows Soul by Style. Sure. Or they're just getting the stuff direct from the manufacturer in, and probably in of some course. of the, in the high profile cases. Sure. But if the, if those guys are into kind of grinding and hustling on the secondary market. They know Soul by Style. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a great spot. I love it. It's a good spot. You know what? I got a better spot for you that's even more convenient. You don't got to leave the couch. I'm being dead serious. eBay sneakers. Did you know about that? From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop your pair you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com backslash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter and Instagram. And what's really sweet is if you sell sneakers on eBay and they cost 100 bucks or more, free to ship. And they have authenticators. How about that? How about that? How about that? What a read. What a sneaky way uh, to put it in. Yeah, except I almost didn't tee up for it. I was going to go and ramble on about <laughs> Soul by Style for 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing you I cut eBay, in. Is eBay, is eBay going to check that out? Do they want? Do you want to? What do you mean? That was, I think that was a great read. Oh, I, I, it was a great read. I, yeah. I just almost overshadowed it with my rambling. I forgot. No. I forgot about the read. You forgot about it? Which completely. is okay. because <laughs> That means it felt because, natural. Because it's not my read. Yeah, but. <laughs> 
do you want to do one? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I don't want that kind of pressure on me. You don't want any pressure? No, none whatsoever. Now, when you when you want some pressure and you want to like throw some money on a game, where do you go? Come on, this is how you do some lead-ins right here, baby. Is this another read? It? Is this another read? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we have to do them live. We got to right. run it live. Uh, so, all right, team me up again. I'm ready. So if you want the pressure on and you want to feel a little live or anything, so you bet on live. Can you bet on sports? I mean, you is it is it like legal for you to do that or is it I've immoral? Never, I've never bet on sports once. Ever? Not once. Okay. But. <laughs> well, guess what? If you were to ever bet on sports, you should go to bet online. Bet online the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way into the madness. The tournament is here and so is the $100,000 bracket madness contest as the as bet online is the spot for all of your bracketology needs bet online as you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sports book experts it's like i'm good at I it om- well you are again i i'm concerned <laughs> that i almost tripped you up and screwed the whole thing up for, for the second time in like 30 seconds no if i if i did bet on sports yeah. that's where i would do it that's right 100 that's where i go and i'll tell you another thing sports betting has only really i feel like in a very broad-based way really only gotten up off the ground in recent years so like it was still very taboo i think sure it um when I came, when I came into sports writing, and I guess I don't know if I'm allowed to or not. Right. But, but since I haven't, or since I hadn't, mm-hmm. when sports betting really took off, I've always observed it. Like I'll tell you what, like there's certainly intermingling between what I do and like when I cover FC Cincinnati. In every game preview for yeah. a regular season, we include the betting line mm-hmm. for that game. Yeah. So it's not like I see sports betting and I. <laughs> It's not like a vampire in in sunlight, but um, yeah. And I'm not holier than thou when it comes to that stuff, but sure. Because I'm not, I'm not sure what ethics dictate. So I've steered clear. So by virtue of being a wuss, <laughs> I'm just, I'm just avoiding the whole thing. I get you know? it. I mean, I know Mo. I mean, with Cincy shirts, we sponsor the locks of the night for Tony's show at noon. Yeah, and they talk about it every day, yeah. well, Monday through Friday. So I don't know if there's a difference between like oh the first lady's home a difference mm. between uh, what what they do and what you can write about and all that good stuff. I want to duff my cap to the first lady. Oh what? <laughs> Shut up! Oh my god! No way! Hold on, let me set up the other mic. <laughs> oh my god! Did you plan this? No. You just showed up. Yeah. Well, Danny's here, and even though here, I already brought him here. up, let me grab another mic. Here, Danny, oh, you talk into this one for now. Hello, boys. Was feeling real manic. Didn't want to sit around the house. Didn't want to have anyone over that wasn't gonna lick my balls like you two were. So, holy lord! Here That's we are. So fucking funny. I gotta find another mic. This is hilarious. This is horrible. <laughs> I think this one's coming. Yeah. What, what are we talking about? Well, we haven't really gotten into anything yet. I just almost tripped up Billy as he was doing his readouts. Oh, um, so you're just on the reads right now. Yeah, you just yeah. Finished the reads. I got Ooh. to I got to intro myself. Nice. Yeah, really cool. Ooh, so you off. don't need you don't need an intro though. You're like no, I'm coming in. You're like family. Hot, I'm coming in so hot right now. So what what have you actually just come from? Home. You look like you licked your little pinky finger and stuck it in an electrical socket. No, that's just my hair right now. That's just my hair. 
Like when. But your mood matches the look. The, oh no, the look. I'm feeling very manic and weird right now. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So unexpected. Is which one is? Uh, this is yours. Yeah, I'm feeling pulled, very. I, pulled, manic I didn't want to touch it, but I pulled by it over. This is just a prison tape, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's the fun part. Yeah, it's great. And I don't have. Hey, we're picking you up. Yeah, I'm here. Am I not? No, I'm not. Now I'm here. Now I am here. I'm adjusting my volume. And I can... Neil Armstrong on the surface of the moon. (laughs) Oh, for real? Fuck. God damn it. Son of a bitch. I'm ruining everything. No, this is great. This is what it's supposed to be. Is that your hat or is that Billy's hat? That's my hat. Yeah, it's a steamy one. There we go. Oh my god, I sound awful. Okay. Well, I can adjust that. That's the fun part. (laughs) There we go. That's better. Doesn't that sound better? One giant leap for Billy DeVore. There it is. <laughs> you just don't get headphones. No, that's that's headphones. how that works. I don't want headphones. Good. I don't want you to have them. There we go. Okay, that sounds good. I think that sounds good, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, yeah that for good. sure. Danny's here. <laughs> Danny. I sure am. Danny. You just showed up. Danny. Danny. Well, I, you, I already brought you up, too. Because... Well. Because Pat was like, well, in 12 to 15 months, the true replacement for Lee is coming. I was like, yeah, it's Danny. He's finally just going to stay here. And it's the podcast will now be called Two Jews Talk About Bagels. Yeah. Which, which ballpark has... Bagels it, and baseball. Which which ballpark has the best schmear? Um, honestly, uh, T-Mobile has Blazing Bagels down the street from it, which is one of my favorite bagels in the country. So, Dude, I was talking about T-Mobile Park this oh, week. so good. About the, about the Dungeness Crab Sandwich. Ooh. God, that thing's horny, butter uh, toast. I got dumplings, like actual soup dumplings at a Sounders game one time. Seattle stadiums are just on point. I've, but, you know, you get the dumplings there, but then I heard the concert venue that's underneath or next to it. The Whamu. Is terrible. I haven't been. Jake went and saw, uh, who you, he saw Radiohead there and he said it was just awful. Well, Radiohead's just a bad band. You know what, Pat? Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so glad you So this is so the high. kind of controversial stuff that I like to tiptoe through. Listen back later to make sure I didn't step in it. <laughs> but let no, at, let's go. Let, ask me. Ask me. What? Do you like Radiohead? Yes. I obviously like Radiohead too. I just you just wanted coming in hot. Yeah. You came in really hot. Yeah. Are you okay? No, I'm just. I mean, I'm fine. I'm just like really manic, and I was playing some PlayStation, and I just can't possibly do it i just can't focus so. and, and we were we were talking about this in the group so you just showed up yep cool yep. <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah. yeah well how do i how do i time mark that danny storms in <laughs> like what was that 13 minutes you can't can't budget for that <laughs> no i can't oh boy we're running out of memory on <laughs> jesus better Christ. than running out of memory hey you don't get to hear it. You don't have headphones. No, I, can, I can picture it. You can picture a good rim shot. Yeah. Nasty. Love a good rim shot. <laughs> <laughs> so, Pat, where were we before you fucking stored up? I think up? I was justifying for your audience why you're having me here today. Yeah, that's a part of it. Yeah. You're actually the first person who get who like gets paid to like cover sports. So this yeah. is a big deal for yeah, me. Yeah, I, I did want to explain that like... You know, I have a I have a good working knowledge of red stuff, but again, it's not my speciality. Sure. But I, I just wanted to make that clear to your people so they didn't think I was walking in off the street like super, super well versed. Yeah. I, I'm excited for a stimulating Reds conversation. Well, I am too. And then and then now we have Daniel who just went straight for a hams. Yeah, I feel real weird. How weird? I don't know. Like I don't feel like sad. Like I'm not, I'm not like anxious or anything. I'm just like I feel like 
I don't know. Just to kind of my, my brain is like cranked up to 10 right now. Mm. Okay. Well, I mean, I was jittery. I had too much coffee. So, and I drank some of the grounds and I was real shaky. And then I was, I just looked at Pat. I was like, once we get started, I'll be fine. Oh, are, and, are you? and you have been. Yeah, I've been fine. All right. I nailed the reads. Uh, proud of you. Thank you. You've watched me fuck them up a bunch. I sure have. <laughs> a bunch. A ton. <laughs> and here's what we're going to talk about. So if you want to go over it and form your opinions now. All right. Because we already went over it. They don't know what's happening. Cool. The people listening. They get it. Cool. Right. Cool. You got it? Yeah. It's, it's boilerplate. <laughs> yeah, it's covering the week before opening day. Yeah, it's great. This is a night. This is how this is how you do a teaser on the radio. Is this yeah, what you call I, a I've got hot. I've got hot takes for all that. Perfect. Yeah. Wonderful. Wunderbar. Wunderbar. <laughs> so yeah. So I mean, you. I mean, you know what you're talking about. I mean, you. You to be a sports writer, you you don't have to be a. You know, you got to know everything. You don't have to know everything. You just have to have one educated take on every subject. Or you can be Stephen A. Smith and have zero educated takes on like every subject and one mm. educated take on two subjects that was directed at pat <laughs> well i'm just i'm having his back before he fucks up yeah thank you <laughs> thank thanks yeah, yeah. <laughs> the media welcomes in the media mm. that was the og group chat yeah the media and one one person in there just doesn't yeah. exist he well he's he's dead in nashville Oh well, that'll happen to you. Yeah, that'll, yeah. So he, you know what? Good on him. I'm happy. Fuck Proud yeah. Him. I wish I was dead in Nashville. Me too. <laughs> Soon. I want Hattie B's. He didn't go to Hattie B's. Hattie B's isn't that good. Pat. Okay, the correct hot chick. Like, All right. Okay, Bolton's is way. Hattie B's is gentrified hot chicken. Oh. Bolton's is this. Hattie B's is fine, but Bolton's is. Light years ahead, and Prince's is light years ahead as well. Bolton's and then Prince's are my order. Like, I'm not even going to consider going to Hattie B's if I can at all avoid it. And that's not like, it's just Bolton's is so much better. And Prince's. I wrote it. Okay, I wrote both down. Pat, what's your take here? Look, in 2018 at the NCAA tournament, when I covered Xavier, the hotel Javier, (laughs) the Javier Musketeers, uh, the hotel I stayed at was right across the street from Hattie's. Oh. And I just thought to myself, I did go there. I did love it. I, and I, but I thought to, to everything Danny's saying right now, hater, I would say <laughs> there's a reason that the line is backed out the door into the street and people are getting mowed down by cars every day. Sure. Now, part of that is you know reputational. People flock to it because they're sheeple and Here's they don't the thing, know any though. better. Who do you trust when it comes to hot chicken? Do you trust a line of tourists or do you trust, a, God a, rest his soul, Tony Bourdain? I'm going where Bourdain goes. He came to me in a vi- he literally came to me in a vision in Amsterdam one time, and he's never steered me wrong since. I'm going wherever guy's going. That's who I trust more than Bourdain. Ugh, Some guy who's just like take. eating. He's just like, oh, I feel bad for eating this meal. I'm so sad. Like, no, fuck you. Guy actually goes out and helps people <laughs> and pays them to be on his show. And he's like, man, you make really good food. And it's like the kind of trash food I love. Where love Bourdain- guy. Love guy. Right? I told you a couple weeks guy ago. I too. I said it with shame and I shouldn't. I should be proud of it. I went to Guy's place over in Newport. It's fine. Did you get the shrimp po' boy? No. Uh, I've had the. Sh- I don't know if the they have it sandwich. at that one. Out of this world, but uh, really, the guy it's- shack in uh, New York City, the po' boy there is delightful. Wait, there's a guy's restaurant in Newport. Yeah, or was it a show that was on Guys? 
Wait, Guy. No, Guy. Guy. What? He, he has a spot in Newport. I didn't fucking know that. Yeah. What, what's it? Well, what's it called? Well, I, actually, I shouldn't say that with like definitively. All I know is that Uber Eats has been bringing me stuff in Guy Fieri branded packaging. It's a ghost kitchen. <laughs> you got ghost kitchen. Oh, I got ghosted. Oh man, damn! Because there's like no, a but I assume I assume there's a freestanding structure bearing guy's name. Sure, you can say that, but there's also been like there's like the like a burger. There's like it's been exposed. There's like nine different ghost spots in the area that are just running out of like chilies or Five Guys. Really? Yep. Oh yeah, it's a big thing right now. That there are these all these places are like oh there's got to be a brick and mortar it's like no nope, it's a TGI Fridays <laughs> it's kind of yeah. genius wow. though because it's like you would never order TGI Fridays but you would order artisanal gourmand burgers and what hap- what if they come from TGI Fridays that's true he brings up a good point but I feel but I feel like I'm being lied to at the same time too this guy fully believed he was getting stuff from Guy Fieri. Well, we don't know that that we we, can, we haven't confirmed. We can investigate this. Did you look on has have any of us looked on Google Maps no, to see if there's a no, All right, let's let's no. see what Gargle says about it. Gar- gargle? Yeah, Gargle. I've never heard it called Gargle. Let's see. Guy <laughs> Okay. Okay. Guy Fieri. <laughs> was it good? So you would you got the chicken I sandwich? Thought it, I thought it was great, man. Yeah. It was like I would describe it Item for item, it is comfort food up and down the menu, and it's good. Okay. It's really good, dude. It's I really have good. some news. Hit me. It's a ghost kitchen. Yeah, you're kidding. You're you got kidding. ghost kitchen. No, the closest Guy Fieri's restaurant that showed up was in Michigan on Google Maps. Holy God, that's awesome. I wonder who makes that food. Then you can. I don't know how you track it or find it, but like people have been finding out. There's like this. Pat's a reporter. He can investigate. <gasps> Can you do some investigative journalism? Investigate me. No, about food, but also investigate me. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I need to find out for my own sanity. I thought there was, I was like, oh, maybe I'll I'll go on a trashy date here sometime. (laughs) Wait, hold on. Yeah. You're drinking a Lucozade? Where did you get that? Well, look, I need to do impress. I'm glad you brought it up because I need to impress upon Billy's listeners that um, while I can speak on Red's subjects, I'm a, I'm a soccer hipster snob. You know, I live about a mile and a half from here in a very upstart neighborhood. And, uh, you know, <laughs> true. I might as well be a, a, a Bailey season ticket holder. Ooh. Ooh. Spicy, spicy take spice. Fuck, I missed the button. <laughs> Got it. There it is. No, but uh, yeah, I keep a healthy stock where, of Lucas. Where do you get it? Jungle gyms. Dude, there is no better hangover cure on the planet. Really? None. Than that? Well, not the orange. The or the fizzy orange one is nectar of the gods. No. Whoa. Kidding. It's. I'm drinking the uh, the wild cherry right now. You want a hot take? Yeah. I don't like anything cherry. Anything. That's not a hot take. That's just your your taste buds. Yeah, I like the Jenny's goat cheese cherry ice cream. Oh, man. <laughs> so what were you going to say about the drink before Danny just fucking plowed no, through No, I'm you? drinking the, uh, the Lucasade Energy, so maybe I'll join you guys in being super anxious and jittery in a couple minutes. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize this was energy related. It's also great because it is carbonated. I have no idea what the caloric value is because these are all in... British slash EU Gigawatts. units. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me see what it says here. Yeah. Watch the cap. 
Okay, gotcha. It's not, it's not tightly. I miss London so much. Wait, it says, Marty, it's about your kids. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> and there's a drive. There it is. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. Here we go. I figured it out. Oh, wow. So for every 380 milliliters, which is this entire bottle, it has 31.9 grams of carbs in it. <laughs> so it has, oh, in kill up, kill up shit. Nope. Not going to try it again. It's a, it's not that bad. 556 calories. So I don't know how that compares to like other world math compared to like would it be the same the best as like, world math would it be the same as like kilometers per hour to USA, miles per hour USA USA, USA. freedom drums 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 Joe falling down steps or up steps I mean this definitely isn't healthy but it'll get your heart racing you know what is healthy next to you is that Topo Chico oh yeah dude I love these are my things so I love I've never there's only one time like whenever I, like I said we have the FC Cincinnati Beat podcast it's one of the original FC Cincinnati podcasts Good and fun. we try Good to revive we try to revive it get it up off the canvas every couple of years I'm hoping to try again this spring and um, I love like the men and blazers and like even the DP show they have mm-hmm. like and we're kind of in one right now where you have like a a decorated space where you can just vibe on the subjects you're talking about yeah i never really had that so i brought the topo chico and the lucasade to kind of be like my, my decorative contribution to the studio that's a good con that's, slash your your living room it's a good one slash kitchen yeah it's the the first the record room slash kitchen slash kitchen table which you, we've we've had a few drinks at and yeah. many a meal yeah so it totally I love makes this room. sense I love this room. Thanks. We need a studio, though. I think it's time. I gotta fucking. Uh, we gotta get it figured out. Let's build out my basement and turn into a podcast studio. Okay, we can do that. I would be down to do that in a heartbeat. All right. Done. Okay. You have a basement? Yeah. I don't know if you can call it a basement, but more of a sex dungeon. It's like a- <laughs> it's a merch. The only sex that it's happens down there dungeon. is me counting t-shirts. <laughs> And fighting my washing machine that I have to replace already. Is now shout out Alex Huffman for being a great homeowner and having a working washing machine. I can see you having the bo- like a, a guild and box open counting shirts, and that's your gym. You're just staying in shape for when when you get to tour. Dude, again. I gotta keep my counting fingers ready. Like, I, I get it, dude. And that's the thing, like. People always like, people are like oh like does it suck like pushing cases and stuff I don't touch those cases what if I what if I hurt my counting fingers <laughs> exactly dude I totally get it yeah like yep. Yep. you gotta have dexterity in those digits mm-hmm. exactly 100%. or else it would be a disaster yeah and you know and so the person behind you you don't have a lot of depth in counting fingers because you're the elite counting finger mm-hmm. then you're going like triple A hype maybe with counting no fingers. exactly yeah. it's finger like guy, it's it would be it would be really bad it's it's there's no Brandon Allen available, you know? Oh, good call. There's no John Wolford available to take the heat off me if I throw a bunch of picks. Oh, <laughs> pulling out Bengals references. And on a Rams a Reds. reference. And yeah, a Rams. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's I'm okay. Sorry. No, it's fine, man. It's whatever. It's the mania, baby. Talking Rams football. You're listening to the Rue Rasty Roys on the Rams radio. Retwork. There you go. And then I threw in this funky beat for you. Brought to you by Scooby-Doo, apparently. Scooby-Doo. Why? Sco- okay. Because of the R's and the... Oh, that's fine. I get it. That's a good one. Pat is tweeting right now. <laughs> he's, he's got a, a Brennan bomb coming in. With my, luck, with my luck, there's probably some like serious FC Cincinnati breaking news happening right now right at this now. moment. Dude, Dally you, Alley, baby. You, this is probably the 
the busiest off season you had in a hot minute. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. It's it's been the most chaotic for a number of reasons. With the uh, with a lot of the news with with a couple people not coming or coming, I, I remember you're like, oh, I gotta duck out because you've got like you had three like at least three stories breaking where two of them didn't come to fruition, right? Yeah, there's been a lot of there's never usually with it's been crazy throughout FC Cincinnati's existence where there has been smoke, um, you know. As that saying goes, there has always, like, always, always, always been fire. Yeah. And uh, for the first time ever that I've observed, people are, like, missing badly on a lot of this stuff. Um, so, it, yeah. Anyway, with my, you, with my luck, there will be something <laughs> happening, and it will be old news by the time I get to it. Do you think that it's because of the fact, like, when we get, like, baseball stories, when we hear stuff, like... You know, when you hear a rumor, I would say like 85% of the time it comes to fruition. <clears throat> yeah. With FC Cincinnati, like, do you think it's since they're such a new club and it's such a newer sport to the area and you have so many people trying to get a little slice of the pie that it kind of gets diluted and there's more bullshit than action, than like stuff that could becomes factual? Boy, that's a really good question. I think um, because the organization was young, the rumors that would get out and the people and i'm not i'm not talking about the communication staff sure specifically necessarily mm-hmm. like the rumor like there are only so many it's it's a young organization like you don't have a lot of like there isn't enough time not enough time has passed for them to have like <laughs> disgruntled yeah. employees that just want to leak everything you know what i mean exactly. so like the stuff that did get out was always credible and mm-hmm. Lar- to a large degree, I think still is. Um, there, it does seem like there are a lot of um, upstart like podcasts and stuff trying to get a piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that dilutes the final product. I know it adds to the noise, yeah, in a way that annoys me a lot. <laughs> um, but I don't think like you know, yeah. There's a, there's a lot of people fighting for pieces of the pie. There are people that are like you know not like. OG media, like I consider the Inquirer. Obviously, it's like a hundred, more than one hundred fifty years old. Mm-hmm. It's old school media. Um, there are what I would call like new media types, who I have a lot of respect for, mm-hmm. that are trying to break in and make a living off of covering this team. And it's sweet. It's that's like part of a. Some people in that are at traditional newspaper institutions, like I am. Some 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 of those old heads hate that stuff. They hate it and they resent it so deeply. I think it's amazing, and it's part of a healthy media ecosystem for covering a team. And I think it sucks when those when those guys and women get shut out, yeah, because they don't have like the implied credibility that comes with 150 years of printing newspapers, yeah, like I have. You know what I mean? But um, I don't know. I I think FC Cincinnati has a healthy ecosystem around it. I just I think that adds to the noise more than anything else, though. For sure. But like I said, it's a young club. I th- and, and I think the, the gatekeepers at the club are such that, like, when things did leak out, it was, us- it was usually dead on. And I think it's that simple. Yeah. I think it's, it was, it was a, especially it's become a quite a large organization. It was not always as big as it is now. You know, yeah. now they have to staff and populate this whole stadium, this new stadium that we can see from your window. <laughs> and um, just it's, it's a behemoth of an organization now, whereas it used to be people forget it was like a mom and pop kind of operation yeah, so they had one office like literally just one room 
yeah. downtown, and now yeah. it's huge. Yeah, because I remember going there in the beginning, just being like, "Oh, this is this is this is this like this is a true startup that I'm walking into." Yeah. This is like yeah. the OG the days of Cincy shirts when I started. I was like, people work from their computers, they're at home, and like, just like there isn't a whole lot of actual physical space for people to work. So it's just yeah. like, pretty cool to watch. And that's like the difference between MLS soccer here compared to like MLB, Cincinnati Red stuff, where it's it's trickier to get. In. I feel like the gatekeepers are bigger for baseball. Oh God, yeah, it's oh insane. My. I can't imagine if you were trying not not to cut you off, but like no, I just to pile on to what I've already said here. I cannot imagine if I were if I came to this market. Hopefully, knowing you wouldn't come. Hopefully, without doing a little bit of homework. But like, if you came here. Or you decided like you wanted to quit your day job and go all in on covering the Reds, like hopefully you have a background in media. Hopefully you have contacts with MLB because like I can't imagine. And I, I like the Reds are great. Like yeah, in terms of working with the media, I mean you know, I, I think Rob Butcher's a solid citizen and all those other people. Sure. But like they can be solid citizens. That doesn't mean that they're like the barriers to entry aren't still humongous. Right. You know it, it's 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 not a personal thing. I, you know, you sure. can like or dislike these people, but like the thresh, the standard to get in is so high now. I just, I can't imagine. I can't imagine well, trying to do it like that. And I feel like another big difference is, is like when you look at the traditional American sports, uh, the big ones rather, um, like with baseball, it's such a small network. Like even at the international level, any rumors or anything of the sort that happens happens at the academy level, which is still controlled yeah. by teams. But when you have soccer, it's an unlimited network. So like with <clears throat> yeah. what we saw with FCC this offseason, like you have players coming from abroad and there's just so many more chances to spread things. And there's so much more um, in certain ways. I feel like the players have more control just because there's so many more places they can go, you know, and you have agents that are leaking narratives to try and push things to trying to will things into existence. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. that obviously does happen with baseball, basketball, football, hockey, but like there's just such a way smaller network that there's only so much of that that can be done before people cry wolf on it yeah totally that's a really really good point that's a solid point holy cow it's like we've gelled together and it's not manic right now <laughs> Who would i'm have still like i'm still shaky for you sure. are but that was great wow wonderful guys this feels real now yeah <laughs> it doesn't feel like a fireball of energy just came into my kitchen <laughs> and started knocking shit over like a bull in a china shop with fucking gonorrhea jesus Christ. Oh, God. i don't know i didn't need to add that part i didn't need to add it that's just the comic in me. So, <clears throat> when in doubt, fall back on an STD. Always, baby. Is that is that a, is that no? A, that is a pro- not a rule. <laughs> is that a proven formula? There are three rules in comedy: don't wear shorts on stage, move the mic stand, fall back on an STD joke. What was that? Was that your was that your watch? I don't think so. Although I don't know what's happening with my watch right. Yeah, now. I heard it go ding ding ding, and now it's all white. Off-white? I guess that was me. That was, that <laughs> I'm was sorry. crazy. No, I'm sorry. I couldn't tell with the the earpiece in or the, the headphones on. Yeah, nice the headphones. earpiece. All right, secret service. <laughs> yeah, okay. Guy gets chipped. And now he's like, "Oh, what is that, Bill Gates?" <laughs> I this got, episode brought to you by Microsoft. <laughs> We've all been. We all got our first first shots. Yeah, yeah. as Leonard Skinner said, we're halfway there, baby. Halfway <laughs> there. Dude, so have you since you guys got your shots when you're in bed, do you like hear? 
Clippy giving you directions? <laughs> no, I just find that when I've been playing Call of Duty, I just feel like I'm just so much more in the game, you know? <laughs> like, I just feel like I'm just mad with power. Yeah. I've been getting directives. It's like, please wait for next instruction. I'm like, oh boy, what is it? <laughs> well, thanks for coming, guys. We're done here now. <laughs> Send it. Send it. We're Send into it. it. Send it to print. Call up Andrew. We did it. So, yeah. Okay. Well, now we're locked in here. Let's let's actually dig in. Let's go right into it with the good old fun baseball stuff. Mm. At the top of the list, Lucas Sims came back and looked gross. Did you see the clip? Did you see the clip oh, of making Eric Ho- or yeah, uh, Hosmer falling his sword? Sims just it's unbelievable the transition and transformation that he's made from being cuz like when I was living in Atlanta in 2015, he was like one of their top starting prospects and just to see the way that he's tr- uh, crafted his pitches and designed them to he's just embr- god, I stumble I'm just so hot and bothered by the thought of Lucas Sims slider right now. Mm. But, mm. Like, if you look at the metrics of it, all of his spin rates and spin efficiencies are upper echelon, and he's really able to dial that in because he doesn't have to go more than an inning or two. And it's just, it's such a tremendous asset to the team. And I just, I don't think the bullpen's going to miss a beat. They've clearly locked in on a formula, and it's going to work. The proof is in the pudding. They're just turning piles of garbage like other teams trash into their treasure yeah that's what that's what dj does mm-hmm. yeah pat you see it huh <laughs> hey listen he's talking about spin rates and stuff i'm not even going to pretend like i could add anything <laughs> anything useful to that to that commentary okay <laughs> well we could just go like so fcc released their whole schedule right you want to talk about that you got the 2020 what is that may 16th they're at home for the first time hey hey come on <laughs> that's what we could talk about <laughs> well you surely you, you have a thought on it that'd be people yeah worth the people's time to listen to yeah i guess that's what they that's why they've been listening for three years that's crazy um three years yesterday did wow you know happy birthday thank hey, you congratulations thank that's you. that's huge yeah it's yeah no one's told us to stop so we just keep going <laughs> <laughs> it was like you're fine um no i just it's the same thing his spin rates are elite i mean his fastball and his slider were the his spin rate were with that what they Clocked on what fastest in baseball? Well, mo- most rotations per mm-hmm. second. So to see him come back and be as dominant as he was with with against Hosmer, at least. I mean, he, I did. I, I mean, he did give up three hits. He did give up two earned runs. But that doesn't bother me compared to when you see that one little snippet of of you know a, you know an above average hitter fall on his back. I mean that that's enough for me to be to be not concerned at all. Well, and none of spring training concerns me in the slightest. And I saw a take the other day that said, yeah, I mean, the back end of the bullpen is still good, but who's going to slide into Garrett and Sims roles? That's the thing with the relief pitching. You really, it, I don't care. Yeah. Like, you just need a plus fastball, a high spin fastball that can miss bats. You need some sort of secondary pitch that can miss bats or that can at least change the X-ax. God, I need to... St- Dumb it down real quick. I'm sorry. Thank Talking you. About- Thank you. Wow, you were losing Pat. He's I on got- his phone. No, I'm. I, uh, no, I'm. But you need. You need. <laughs> you, what do you, you mean? You, I'm. I'm what? <laughs> I'm looking at you, and you're on your phone. No, I, what are you uh, looking up? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but 
Anyways, <laughs> as long as they have something that plays high and something that plays wide, you can be you can put together an effective relief outing. And yeah, obviously it's not that simple, but like they've got arms. I mean, Sean Doolittle still exists, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think if Hoffman doesn't end up pitching in the rotation, same kind of makeup, De Leon, same thing. Like they just have like a formula that they can kind of just slot around anywhere. Of course. And I 100% agree with you. I'm not worried about a guy who comes in in the fifth or sixth when, when you need, if, if someone's coming out in the fifth inning that early, uh, you're probably already getting smoked. So might as well just pile it on and well, just throw whatever's out there. You keep in mind, David Bell's the manager. <laughs> Well, actually, you know, last year you, you you saw that he, if you look at innings pitch, the starters had yeah. the second highest in baseball. So we kind of, we shit on him just off base on that. But if you look at the numbers, he wasn't as bad no, as No, definitely not. And across the game, you saw starters with reduced workloads just because of the ramp up and then ramp down and then ramp on again. But mm. um, I'm concerned this year about the starting depth. I think that the bullpen's going to need to work more just because you don't have Trevor Bauer, obviously, and sure. all that he brought. like. You, are they doing seven inning doubleheaders again? Yes. You're not gonna have. Compl- you're not gonna know every time that you have a pitcher that's gonna throw all seven innings of a doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't have a guy going into a contract year like he was, <laughs> trying to be dominant, and knowing also that he only had to pitch. He only had to make twelve starts. Yeah. So it didn't matter if he went seven. Yeah. If he, you know, went seven and would then pitch five days later because he's only gonna have to do it eleven more times. Can I ask you guys something about that? Yeah. How are you? Are you? How, I know some people were sad to see very sad to see Trevor go just because of what he put together over the 60 games have you was that easy for you guys to move on from super easy given those me. given those circumstances super easy because I saw what he did in 19 I saw what he did yeah. in 18 and then I was just like I I mean he he's had two very 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 good seasons and then he's been average so I, I I'm excited to see what he can do in a full 162 after winning the first Cy Young for the Reds but I'm glad we're not paying him forty to forty-two million dollars to have it happen. I was gonna say, um, I, I obviously didn't expect him to come back, but at yeah. the same time, that contract, if anything, makes me uh, it kind of upsets me that they didn't bring him back because of the term on it. It's basically a two-year deal with an injury insurance clause and that player option for the third year. And look, like I get it that they clearly. I'm not going to say that they aren't making money because we all know that's a lie, but <laughs> they clearly aren't willing to spend money, and that's their that's their prerogative. That's not my money to spend, but I don't know. I mean, it is what it is. I didn't expect him to come back, but I think that I mean, you would be way more optimistic this year if you did bring yeah. him back, obviously. But no, I just I think that there's question marks with Castillo and Gray, and there are obviously question marks with Bauer too, but. Um, I'm opti- I'm cautiously optimistic about the season, but I just if they both neither of them have proven to be able to hold up at an elite clip for an entire season. Castillo and Gray. They they either t- tail off towards the end or they deal with small injuries, and that's obviously better than dealing with big injuries. But uh, I think that the depth is going to be tested. Um, I think Nick Lodolo is going to have to start carving some hitters and s- sort of force their hands, or else. His his hands are going to be forced, and he's going to have to throw the ball on the bigs before he's ready. Uh, I hope that doesn't happen, but I I think that they're go- they need another legit starting option because I think mm. that right now south of uh, Di Sclafani, there's a lot of problems there. Mm. Question for you: What yeah. did you think then on the, the same thing when he left? Oh boy. 
<laughs> no, no I mean, look, I mean, look, uh, looking at the body of work, and you do have to put some kind of an, a- an asterisk or, you know, provide whatever context you need to provide for a pandemic shortened season. Um, wow, what an incredible 12 games it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there's value in. Um, uh, giving the fans, giving fans hope, and I think, like Danny just said, I think you come into this season a lot, a lot, a lot more optimistic with Trevor, uh, if only because of you know that he's like a clubhouse guy and the energy he's going to bring, and even if he gets shelled, you know he's probably going to drag it out into the fourth inning, give you everything he has, and there's value in all of those things. So. I don't know. I, I think with Trevor, I would say the Reds have their nose at like they're they, they day one. Everyone's record is zero and zero. The Reds have their nose out in front in the NL Central Agreed. with Trevor. Uh, and without him, well, he's not here, so it doesn't really matter. But I, mm-hmm. I, I, I think it was a missed opportunity because you look around the division; it's so winnable. And I, that's not to say that someone isn't gonna, you know go steaming ahead in August and September and win the division like 25 games over 500 or whatever. But on paper, it looks winnable and it's looked winnable since the world series ended. So like, why not? I don't know. It it seems like it's there to be had. So I understand the cost associated with keeping him around, but if not Trevor, you know, like you said, there, there is an obvious um, lack of depth in certain areas. Starting pitching is one. And, uh, okay, so you don't want Trevor at the numbers that he got this offseason. Right. You could still hang on to a decent chunk of cash and bring someone in for, like, a lot less than that, who's still really solid. Right. Like, I couldn't believe – I still can't believe that Masahiro Tanaka went back to Japan. Yeah. And that we could have gotten how could him. So, how was he allowed – how did so many teams in baseball let him go back to Japan? Well, I think – that's a bit of a unique situation because he's a god over there, and I think yeah. that I'm. It, it comes down. I mean, I don't know what deal he signed, but the endorsement opportunities that he's going to get over there are absurd. And I don't. The, know, I mean, the I, deal he signed was two years, twelve point five. Yeah, and I mean that's undervalued what what people were thinking he would get for a one year here. They were thinking he'd get one eighteen. So I don't understand. He might have just wanted to. I get that, but I. Yeah, he might have wanted to do that, but I I mean, that's crazy to me still. Even though like I get the endorsement opportunities, I get that, but it's still pitching at the most elite uh-huh. of your sport and he was above average at it yeah. in a hitter's park. So what makes you th- I don't understand why he would just hop ship and get on the boat and go back. Pat call him and ask. Yeah, you've got I'll plug it in. We'll call him. Remember when we called the Brewers front office? That was awesome. <laughs> Wait, what? We prank what? called the Brewers front office. Uh huh. What ha- how'd it go? It went pretty well, actually. Yeah. We offered to trade. They, they somebody answered, and he was like, "Dude," the guy was like, uh, "We're like, hey, uh, what would it take for us to get Yelich? We'll give you uh, who do we offer? Homer Bailey. We offered him Homer Bailey." And he went, "Are you guys crazy?" And we're like, "Yeah." He goes, "Well, can't do that, but good luck with Scooter." And then <laughs> oh, hung up. Oh. <laughs> So we called that, like, we, I called and I was like, uh, type in the initials of the party you're trying to reach. I was like, oh, who's the assistant GM? <laughs> and because we, we found the car, like, you can find business cards on eBay mm-hmm. for everybody. Yeah. And so we just called that number and put in the initials and it worked. 
Yeah. So you guys got straight through to the assistant GM. Yeah, we'll and probably do it again. And that's who said good luck with Scooter. Yeah. And hung yeah. up. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? I know. And I'm I'm shocked. So when so when they get trolled, when someone in like a, a reasonably high level position in baseball gets trolled like that, do they call the Reds and say, Hey, this person was from your market? <laughs> oh, what the hell? Oh no, he loved it. <laughs> Clean it up. No, he was cool with it. He oh, laughed. Right, he laughed right. it off. Cool. No, cool. So, and did you record this for a podcast? Yeah. yeah it's, 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 oh my god, that's incredible. Yeah, it's on the second season. The second season or first season? Well, the we del- I deleted the entire first season because there were some questionable things I said on there. Oh, what? It's gone. It's, okay. in, the, it's in the ether. It's deleted. <laughs> you find it. Good luck. <laughs> I covered my tracks. I made an NFT of that particular comment that you're referring to. Well, then no one can afford it. Yeah. Or would want to pay over six figures for it <laughs> to cancel me. Good luck. Um, <laughs> and Lee. I'm not, I can't just discredit. I did it for both of us, but we did call. It was like, we just, just made it happen. We could probably do it right now. We could probably get somebody, but that, I don't want to, I don't want to bring you down. Yeah. In this I don't, I was going to say, I'm not going to bring you down in this. That, that might be the, that might be the, uh, the eject button for me. <laughs> on, on this episode, on this, this episode. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just get off real quick. Just go pee and then I'll, I'll start it up. No, um, <laughs> but no, we're fine. We, we tried it again. Who do we try it with? The Cardinals? I think so. We tried it with the Cardinals. It didn't fly. Mm. <laughs> Great. Can you guys get it? Come on. I was a late arriver to that one, but I got it. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Danny's come down. I think he's come all the way down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, he's he's cratered. Fully cratered. (laughs) Early bird gets the rim shot. Come on. Hey, uh, my cardboard cutout of my cat needs to be watered um i'm gonna go take care of that yeah get no you you come in hot you stay until the I end know, i know i know <laughs> amir garrett looked good in his comeback to say he's just come out and said i'm the closer and he continues to say who? that and, <laughs> amir garrett i love I, the confidence I, I don't think, who amir garrett you mean ag count on ag of course but amir garrett is his full no 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 a, he said it on twitter the other day amir garrett is dead it's just ag it's just ag oh is he good Mm. Not he's not. I gotta, I gotta be careful. Here. Oh boy, he he. Ag is his killer persona, and now that he's got a kid on the way, Amir Garrett's in the past, baby. Ag coming uh, in hot, and I I love it. I so, mean, general commentary. I don't want to step in it, right? Oh, how, how do you, how do you guys feel when you know an, an athlete on the team that you might root for? Or maybe you cover them. Um, goes the uh, referring to himself in, or herself in the third person. Goes that route. I hate it. Check that ego, dog. That's crazy. That'd be like if I went up with a stage name after doing this for doing comedy for ten years. I was like, what if I went up as just like, and Willie B to the stage? Like that's See, crazy. The difference though is that you haven't tried to single-handedly fight an entire major league baseball dugout. I get it. He has earned the right. To do that, I get it. God damn it. Come on. But the, do you check? That? I get it. Do I check what? Does it? Does it? I does he it. check that at the door when he's going in and out of the clubhouse? Like, does he take that home? The ego? Yeah. I think he checks it at the door. Yeah. I for sure. I'm like, like I've hopped on. A, I've asked him a couple questions on like an Instagram live stream when he's playing MLB the show and stuff. So like, he's been cool on that. I don't know. I don't know. It, it shouldn't bother me as much as it does. I mean, that, like, 
I don't know why it really does well, bother me, to be honest. That's the thing with relief pitchers, just that whole lifestyle. Like, you think I'm manic right now? Like, they have to flip a switch immediately, like, so hard. Yeah. Like, they don't just flip a switch. They just throw the whole fuse box to douse it in <laughs> kerosene and throw a match on it. It's like, they have to get so revved up so fast. Like, whatever, man, whatever you need to do. If you need to turn into a your... Uh, initial alter ego to do so fine by me that's true um so whatever he has to do do you think that he has like a secondary thing to get psyched or anything like would would you put money on that like as far as what like a secondary like he has like you know there's something that he has to do to get psyched Like like an ad read yeah like an ad read do you think he has to do that do you think like there'd be a place where you could bet on that like bet on the secondary thing he has to do? You know, I think there might be. But I, I'm not super well-versed on sports betting, Bill. Do you know of a place that might exist like that? Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA's in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is here, and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as Bet Online is the spot for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best place to Place your bets. God damn it. And it's the, it's free to sign up. <laughs> Head to the Ooh. website and use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online. Your online sports book experts. Great job. No, it wasn't great. The first one was great. You recovered. Great. I didn't. You struck out the first batter. Yeah. Walked. Gave up a single. You had first and third. Yeah. The and then setup. You, dialed, you, you locked it in. I locked it in. The you setup it in. was much better than... I provided you with. It's okay. Now I am going to take my cap off and duff it. And duff for it? For the first lady. Oh, yes, because she has arrived. Alicia. Hey. So the reason I texted you that is because I wasn't here and I wasn't planning on being here, and then I just showed up unannounced. Yeah, no he worries. just he just stormed in. So Literally. I figured that you knew I wa- or that you weren't here because you texted me, and I was also not here. Right. And now we're both here. And now we're all here. We're all here. The gang's all here. So, oh, those are some nice shoes. Where'd you get those, babe? Bet online. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. God, no, not there. eBay sneakers. Yeah, that's where she gets all of her shoes. <laughs> From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair you've been eyeing in partnership with eBay Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. And this is pretty awesome. eBay's authenticity guarantees your sneakers are meticulously inspected by independent professional authenticators. They have a team of experienced sneaker authenticators. Jeez, Louise, that's tough. Verify the <laughs> box logo stitching and dozens of other inspection points. Pretty cool, right? That's valuable. That is a truly valuable service. Yeah, and it's free when you buy them from eBay, sneak, eBay.com backslash sneakers. So many fakes, so many frauds out there in the market, in the secondary market especially. You know what? And if the box, ca- and you know what? If the box is not OG, mm-hmm. it decreases the value of the sneaker itself. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. By how much? Oh, significantly. Really? Significantly. I didn't know. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm I not- took a pair in to be appraised at my spot. Um, hoping, Corporate. I, hoping I'd be no. No. Hoping I'd. I'd 
be up to or close to four figures. And oh. they said, there's no box. And they gave me a $200 appraisal. Oh, my God. Yeah. What were the, uh, what were the sneakers? Uh, off-white Ooh. Air Maxes. Ooh. Oh, dude. Yeah. What size are you? 11. Fuck. Too big. I was so close <laughs> to becoming a shoe guy. The one time I saw a thing, I was like, I need this. I need this pair of shoes. It was the Griffey Dunks, the Griffey Skate mm. Dunks. And oh, wow. I had my friend, all my shoe friends, like, I talked to them. They, like, set me up. They're like, these are the websites you need to pull up. Get get it all lined up and then refresh at this exact time and, like, have yeah. your card ready. I was like, all right, cool. It was a UK exclusive. <laughs> Why would you do a UK exclusive Griffey drop? I hate it. I, yeah. I'm, I'm. Here's the thing. You know what shoes don't get counterfeit? What? Vans. No, they don't. You you do bring up a very good point because no one wants to uh, fake those. You know who? No. <laughs> you know who wears Vans? Who? Yop Stom. Really? Wears Vans? Yeah. He yeah. gets it. He's, oh yeah. He's an alt. Classically, classically stylish. Are, Daniel, are you talking about these shoes right here? Yes. You can get those on eBay.com backslash sneakers where I'm at right now. Not a crazy price. What's what size are you? Uh, 11 and a half. Oh, boy. Ooh, 11 and a half right here. I'm not spending $250 on well, anything be, but Red Wing boots. You would be spending $320. Oh, then sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Or make a good offer. So there you go, man. You can go get them on eBay.com backslash sneakers. Oh, good to know. So. And get entered in a raffle. That's right. In a raffle. Yeah, with armchair. Yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you could do that. <laughs> I know my reads. It's not like they go in one ear and out the other at all. Mm. But the reason I bring up Amir is like it was his first time coming back and he, you know, th- six headers, six strikeouts. And the thing I'm most horny about, he's rocking the baby after each K. That's what I'm saying. He's a changed man. He's out for blood. Just because he released seed, now he just gets to do like major league <laughs> stuff. Yeah, he there's he has proof that he's not a virgin. Must be nice. <laughs> that wow. changes you, Pat. What are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, can I get a fresh prompt? Yeah, just sure. so I don't have to comment on certain. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you, generally speaking, I don't like that. I don't like showmanship of that style. Yeah, it's his style, and it's it, clearly it's working for him. Yeah, um, well, it's working for him in March. Yeah. You need it to work in like June, July, August, September. October? So like we'll see. Yeah. Uh October. Yes. God forbid. I I have a lot of old man takes on like clubhouse, locker room, etiquette, and what being a team player looks and sounds like. Sure. And I just don't like the showmanship. But has he earned it? And it sounds like Danny's suggesting, like, he has. I think he has. And I think that the thing is with that particular, like, obviously I'm not in that locker room, but just they, like, there's a certain attitude that the Reds have, and that starts with Vado and it works its way down. Like, Vado's been that guy. And I think Vado's been that guy. (laughs) And I just, I, I for one love it. I think that, I mean, Regardless of showmanship or anything, I'm for it. I think baseball needs more of it. But um, I, I think that 
it, it's it's again until it doesn't work as you said why not you know and i think uh i love just the hubris of him just saying like no i'm the closer like i, I love that and i think obviously like, the proof is in the pudding with him he was a starter he took that gracefully and went into the bullpen and he slid up into a setup role and now he's trying to slide into the closer role and i think that the proof is there that if that if a lineup move doesn't go his way, he's still going to be the same guy. He's still going to be a team player, and he's still going to fight the entire Pittsburgh Pirates dugout. So Pat, <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, Pat, I do have a question about the showmanship. So, yeah. where's the line? Like, are you? Do you like the bat flip? Um, oh, no, okay. R- really fair question. Yeah, I love the bat flip. I think um, MLB. You know, yeah. So, like. Uh, I'm relating my old man stances of like showmanship and you know locker room teammate stuff that I usually apply to soccer to a game that I, I don't think it would be I think it would actually be controversial of me to say that MLB needs more of that maybe some people don't agree with that needs more of a- so I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back from my original lukewarm take <laughs> I. It's different from a pitcher. I guess I'm uncomfortable with it because I'm not used to seeing that from a pitcher. Sure. Um, We're used to just seeing the screams and like a grunt or like a fist, not like... Which, yeah, like, you know, in, in certain situations, it's like, how could you expect them to keep a, like, just a, a expressionless demeanor, you know? Right. So, but I, I, I love the bat flip. My, I will never forget the Joey Bats uh-huh. oh, bat God. flip. So, like, I, I was fortunate enough before I moved out to Ohio, where I've been now for 10 years, I got to see the beginning of and kind of the, the middle years where they where the really great Phillies teams of the early knots started to fall off. Mm-hmm. And um, I was really I, – I missed playoff baseball in such a profound way when I wasn't in Philadelphia when they were in the playoffs and then much more so when that team just got old quick and died off. Yeah. So I would always, I still think the playoffs, I get such a kick out of watching playoff baseball. It is so amazing. Mm -hmm. And I will never forget the Joey bats bat flip for the blue Jays. And, um, I, I thought at that time that was great for the sport. And I think that more of that stuff that we've seen over the years is great. So, yeah, like I said, I'm walking back my mirror. Hell yeah, love it. It would be yeah. one thing if he did all that and then threw a fit if somebody flipped their bat on him. But like him and Bauer both have said numerous times, it's like they're going to talk their talk and they're going to walk their walk. But if somebody talks back at them and takes them yard, they'll just tip their cap and move on. Like yeah. and that's, you, you can't disrespect somebody if, if you aren't okay with being disrespected. If you're yourself. actually, that's I agree with you. I think that's a great stance to have. If you're actually, if you have the self-control to hold yourself to it, I think, sure. <laughs> you know, if Trevor Bauer, I don't, I can't think of a time last year when it happened, but if he had, if someone had taken him deep in a really crucial spot, you know, and like let Trevor know and showboated, would Trevor have been upset? I think you actually would have been a little pissed. <laughs> I think you would have been. Just, but I don't know. So but it's also, but cool, also, cool standard if you can hold yourself to it. Right. Because like last night, Trevor gave up back. Was it last night or two nights ago? Trevor gave up back to back to back dingers. 
of course, spring training. But his reaction on the third one was he just was smiling and laughing because yeah. he was yeah. just like, I've screw- I totally screwed the pooch on this. Yeah, it was great. I mean, that's the move to have when you yeah. when you McGregor strut. Now maybe here's the other thing to think about with AG. It is spring training. Maybe he's workshopping new things to do after a strikeout. Maybe the baby is just one. He's like, okay, it's worked so far, and until it doesn't, he's got like five other things he's ready to well, go maybe with. Maybe his maybe his to grow the brand. His celebration can kind of grow with his child. He can rock the baby, <laughs> then he can feed a bottle. And yeah. like uh, earlier in the pandemic, I was workshopping some bat flip ideas for when I go yard at Great American Ballpark. Of course, and, yeah, yeah, yeah like, no given. I'm, I'm gonna shoot up the minor leagues any day now. But uh, yeah. no, it's like, it's <laughs> do you think? A, that, do you think at one point rock the baby and then like put it in the crib and then eventually it's like put the leash on it to go to the zoo? Yeah, <laughs> and then and then he'll just like take a wad of cash out of his pocket and throw it in a graduation hat. <laughs> <laughs> and that's going to be his Hall of Fame acceptance yeah. speech. Yeah, it's going to be great. Yeah, when when our when our boy Tom Tashia does the plaque. Ah, oh, beautiful. A beautiful friend of the beautiful, pod. Very good friend of the pod. Very good. He's good, by the way. He get, he gets the he gets the summer off now. He doesn't have to make any new ones. Love that. Do you know that? What's that? Tom with his when he makes the plaques for the Hall of Fame. No one got elected this year. Yeah, right. So he didn't. Ha- he didn't. Have I to- like that. How did you guys feel about that? You liked it? Yeah. Why? I'm all right. I'm of two minds when it comes to the Hall of Fame. Yes, it's like I agree with people that. Well, are you getting ready to hit me with this? No. Oh, okay. I thought I was. Was it was it that bad of a take? Um, it is a museum for the game, and like, I think like some of the like uh, the steroid users shouldn't be excluded for that reason. Like, you need you need they need some kind of the the Hall of Fame the guys with Hall of Fame numbers that we think or were proven to have juiced. Like there needs to be some kind of recognition in a museum of baseball, okay. our national. Like, so, um, but at the same time, that's like such. A, it's also like such an incredibly high honor in my mind. Mm-hmm. And just because you can let someone in doesn't mean you should. So if the whole class in its totality and guys, it's not like guys didn't work their way up toward the threshold they need in terms of votes. Guys made progress. Yeah. In the latest ballot, you know. But um, I just think it's it's a doubling down on the exclusivity and importance and uh, how special it is to get into the Hall of Fame. You don't need to have one every year. Okay. I, I agree entirely. I think, I mean, obviously it goes without saying that the Hall of Fame needs some serious overhaul as to who's voting and why. And there's certain people that just have heinous ballots and they will remain unnamed. Yeah. But... Um, it uh, it it's. I agree entirely. Like, there's. It's not the hall of very good. It's a tremendous honor. It's yeah. a culmination of literally a lifetime of work. From the second that a kid picks up a ball and a bat, that is the start of the journey. And if it ends at Cooperstown, that should be a tremendous, tremendous honor. Yeah. So Pat, you bring up the best point by saying like, you know, it's a museum. It tells the story of baseball. But you can't tell the story of baseball without Barry Bonds. I, right. You that's, can't tell it without the rocket. If that didn't come across, that's what I was trying to say. I know. Okay. Go. I'm backing your right. point. Go I'm saying, it. like, they should be in for that reason. Yeah. And people, you actually need a bottle opener. Uh, do I really? I yeah. got you. Yeah, thank he's you. got, yeah, I've got one on the fridge. But, I mean, you need. You. Thank you, my son. Of course, my sweet boy. <laughs> oh, for. It's just water. It's just wet. Oh wet. God. Sticky water. Wet, wet mud. Wet, wet nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't look. I'm, 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 but, in, I'm yeah. in the Dan Patrick. 
It's my second DP show reference on a, on this show. But like, I'm, I'm with him on this. Like, I don't know if you make it like a if you if they need like a physical addition to the hall to add a separate wing. Sure. Or like a little alcove, or maybe you just throw it in the basement. Oh, like, I wouldn't even do that. You, I would just need, throw it in. You need, there, there, how do you not? How is there right. no acknowledgement of Barry Bonds or right. Roger Clemens or, or Pete Rose? Well, my whole oh, well, I got that. That just no. Uh, <laughs> his is different. His wasn't like he had opportunity after opportunity to get in. They were just like, "Hey, man, you can say you did," and he's like, "Nah, I'm not doing that." So like he kept screwing himself over. Whereas these guys haven't had the chance or opportunity to be, they haven't been like, if you come clean, we'll let you in. There's just been an un, there's just been nothing said about it. Yeah. So the difference between Pete and all of them is that. Yes. So I don't think that you have to give them an asterisk or anything. Just let them in because think about this. People's got, people are going to know. Well, think about this. Babe Ruth, he didn't use steroids, but there wasn't black people in the game. I think that's a form of, 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 you know, that's not the game as pure as it possibly could have been. Yeah. So if, sure. if you're going to hold those standards and that kind of thing, as much as the game has evolved, that is a part of the story. Let him in and just be like, you can't say like, he could have used steroids. Everyone who goes in with their kid and they go look at a plaque of Barry Bonds, they go, man, I remember when he hit and he broke Hank Aaron's record. But he looked like a giant thumb kid. Don't do steroids. Like that, <laughs> like that, that's, that uh-huh. should be the standard. I think, I mean, that's the thing. It's especially, like, with these titans of the sport, like, people are going to know. Like, you yeah. you don't need an asterisk. Like, that's, mm-hmm. it, the shame is there, and you don't need, like, the people are going to know. Everybody that goes to that museum, everybody that cares enough about the game to go and study it and take that trip and look up the Hall of Fame, like, they're going to know. Yep. I think, I think it's a detail that could reasonably be included on the plaque itself, too. Acute, uh, possibly could have used steroids. Yeah. Right. Or confess, or no, that's, that seems like, you know, they're not confessing to murder. Right. You know, I also think it's important that we talk about these things, like, yeah. with a dose of reality, like, Barry Bonds didn't kill anyone. Right. You know Ray what I Lewis mean? Lewis did. <laughs> Is that what you were saying? <laughs> no. <Okay>. no. <laughs> I'm not touching that at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... You know, I'm not saying any, uh, duh, I'm not suggesting anything revolutionary here. Sure. But like, there was a dead ball era in baseball. Mm-hmm. There was a steroid era. A very clear and distinct period that you could probably nail down, like, from the year the numbers started to be engorged mm-hmm. to, you know, when MLB finally s- stepped in and put some hard... Um, Blocks, some, some, yeah. some, te- you know, te- whether it was testing. Place. Yeah. Right. Thank it's you. Same thing with methamphetamines. Yeah, in the like, 70s. The, like, clear, clear book, clear bookends to the start and the end. Yep. So, why what? can't, why can't you just note that? And, right. and if, if it was so, if, if it was as pervasive as we all think it was, mm-hmm. they were still outperforming their peers for that period. You yeah. know, you just, you note, know, like the dead ball period, you know, you note this was the best. The Barry Bonds was unquestionably the best power hitter of the steroid era. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm and, cool with that. And he would have been he still cool would have been top that. five without it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the that's the thing that's, that I, really I that, upsets I that's, me. I think that's the sad part. That, yeah, with yeah. him, A Rod, like they had it all. Yeah. Well, A Rod got busted three times, uh-huh. which is crazy. And yeah, I mean, I 
I still think he goes in no matter what. I still think he would have been. Yeah, I think he would have gone in. I, th- I still think, but I. But with the writers and with the way they're reacting now, I don't think they would. I don't think they would put him in. I don't think so. But back to your point, why saying like you know it tells the story too. Leave it up to those people because if they're running a museum for baseball and they aren't letting them in, then they're doing a bad job of running a museum. I agree. So there we go. I agree. Let's close that. Close the door on that. Here's some crazy news. We talked about Carson Fulmer already. We did touch on that. All right. Didn't we? Did we? No. Not? No, we didn't? No, not at all. Wow. I'm crazy. I'm just looking at the notes. I thought you brought him up. <laughs> Red, Red's brought in uh, Carson Fulmer, and they've been looking at him for a while, supposedly. It's Which makes sense, because he pitched at Vanderbilt when DJ was there. Love a good Vandy boy. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's a guy with an arm that throws balls that's... <laughs> been dfa'd by a lot of teams i think it's just another just high there's velocity. literally nothing to lose right high velocity high spin rate guy he's, he's got the pedigree too i mean vanderbilt yeah, yeah. i trust everything and anything comes out of vanderbilt that dj's touched seriously yeah if they're gonna take a flyer on a vanderbilt kid absolutely yeah <laughs> it costs you pennies done yeah, it's and especially like that's the thing. Like if you have Doolittle now, who's a lefty, if Amir Garrett closes, that's a lefty. Who knows? Like, and that's the thing. Like what I was talking about with starting depth. Like I don't think that Fulmer is a major league starter. I think he could be. I mean, that's what he was drafted as, and he's had the opportunity. If they can rehab him and he can figure it out, then yeah, that's a potential solid sixth or seventh starter. Right. Or he's just a solid bullpen arm and or, that's, that's more depth. Or they DFA him and no harm, no foul. Exactly. You, It's a win-win. Uh-huh. So Zero risk. Matter. So there we go. We checked that off the list. How about that? We really covered it, guys. We're really I mean, there's not much else to say. Yeah. He's a guy with an arm that throws balls and is... he has one inning pitched and he, his first appearance was today, one inning pitched, one strikeout. Did yeah. he rock the baby? He did not rock the baby. He did rock the boat. Rock the boat. Rock the boat, babe. No. <laughs> I wish there was a boo button. <laughs> That's as close as it gets. Yeah, yeah. Um, also today, uh, well, this week, which is kind of crazy, so there was a lot of players in limbo because of last season and their options that they could use, and so there is now like people that have been clear that they have a fourth option or not. Sionel Perez, he has a fourth option. Jose De Leon, he has a fourth option. You know who does not have one? El Punisher. That's correct. What do you do? What's the move? Trade him. Pat? What's his value? I don't care. <laughs> he, he at the this the, the the tool set that he the tool set that he I provides. He's a plus runner with monster power. You can find a corner outfielder with pop. Yeah. Baseball keeps moving in the three true outcome direction. You can find sluggers for the corners. It's not a problem. I just, I mean, it, I think he's going, I think if I'm them, I let him make the team until show goes back and then reassess at that point. But I don't know. I mean, somebody, he would not pass through waivers for sure. Somebody would take him and it's like, whatever you can get, even if it's just a dart throw, it's, I think you don't sign Castellanos if you're confident in him. You don't refuse to unlock Nick Senzel if you're confident in him. You don't sign Shogo Akiyama if you're confident in him. You don't get Jeff Heineman. Like, they aren't confident in him. Heineman got sent to AAA. Yeah, but still, the, as a depth piece, you don't get him if you're confident in uh, Aquino. It's, he's, it's fine, you know? It's whatever, you know? And, and that's the mm. thing. It's if, you, if you're looking at the roster construction, Aquino provides you good wheels and he provides you power you get less power better wheels and way more versatility with michael lorenzen in the outfield what do you think 
<sighs> well, kind of like we were talking about earlier with Trevor Bauer, I think there's like an emotional piece to this with the fans just based on the, you know, incredible things he did when he first showed up on the scene. Yeah. And I think there's still an attachment to that. Uh, I think the Reds can live without him. And, um, you know, one thing Danny didn't touch, Danny's analysis is really good. One thing you didn't mention is defense. I think, I don't think it, they'd be hard pressed to make an upgrade defensively there. Agreed. No, as he's well. fine. He's not plus by any means, but he's, he's fine. His arm is plus. His arm's plus, and he has uh, above average speed. That was surprising to me when I looked up his uh, stat cast stuff on Baseball Savant. His sprint speed is not like elite, but it's up there for sure. I think it was like 76th percentile or something. So, yeah. I mean, I love the idea of Michael Lorenzen. I love everything about It's the last year man. with no DH. Cut the man loose. Let him eat. Screw it. Why not? You prefer Tyler Naquin over Aristides Aquino? Um, I think that Naquin provides better defense. I think that Naquin has been in big situations. And I just, I don't care about Aquino. I think what you were saying, Pat, about him being a sentimental favorite is spot on. And I think that's a big problem that we've seen with this fan base and that the front office at times is very receptive to that. They held off on trading a lot of players for that specific reason. It's like, well, I'm sorry, finish your thought. But uh, no, Scooter Jeanette's a perfect example of it as well. It's Scooter Jeanette is not a starting major league player. He just had a really hot run of things. Same with Aquino. And it's the fan base loves a good store obviously it's and what he did was nothing short of spectacular and he still did it in a reds jersey and it'll exactly. always be part of his history with the reds but no, exactly what you said is so spot on i saw it with the phillies uh as a fan and i've observed it personally and professionally here in cincinnati they tried to keep that band together that team that won what how many divisions in a row starting in 2010 they won two Through- divisions Right. right, and then there was a wild card. Yeah. Right, so like they tried to keep that band together for way too long. Yeah, I just think we have to be smart about keep, keeping guys on that. Ha- that you have to really carefully evaluate any situation where I think the inclination is going to be to appease, not appease, but give the fans something to sink their teeth into with these sentimental guys, of which right. Bauer and Aquino, I think. They're in like overlapping territory there. They share that. Right. And what's crazy when you say keeping the band together, that's something that Bob talked about on uh, Red's Beat with Doherty was he said like, yeah, I have I have held on to players for too long because it was my fault. I wanted them and the fans liked them, even though my people were telling me to let them go. I did. And he said uh, the big ones were Cueto or no, he said the two were Frazier and Hamilton. Really? Yep. Isn't that crazy? Those are the only two. Those are the two he admitted. Not to not our oldest Chapman. Because ima- imagine how he um, also laughed and he's a Chapman. But imagine how different this organization would be if Glaber Torres had been at shortstop. Shut shut up! <laughs> You've said this so many times. Shut up! Just imagine. I know, dude. Just shut up. Just shut God, up. I don't know, man. I, I, there's some other names I would add to that uh-huh. list. I mean, there's a ton of other ones we can add to the list that we can speculate. I'm just saying. That came from the horse's mouth on a podcast. Yeah, no. That those are like three. Yeah. Right. But there's a ton that we obviously know as as, as people who have eyes and ears and watch it <laughs> and understand it. You're like, what the fuck? Well, that's why. That's interesting to hear. That, I mean, 
It's good to know that he admitted it. Yeah, yeah. I think that's healthy for him, and I think it's great for the fans. He owes it to the fans after they sat on their hands and just cut money instead of doing anything. He owed it to him, and I he had to know that. My opinion. I don't know if it's factual or not. That's just my opinion. I don't think anybody could actually report it as fact. Except for Bob. Except for Bob, and he went out and did that. I mean, how many owners do that? How many baseball yeah, owners? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking to myself here. Like, it's very rare. So... That's good. Uh, credit to him. I mean, it, <laughs> I mean, any any human being that is capable of making the fortune that he's made in his life has to have a certain amount of pride, arrogance, and hubris. That's just how. I don't think t- you get to where you are. No. Without, yeah. You know. But and yeah. for him to swallow that pride on a hot mic is uh, it's that's cool. Noteworthy for yeah. sure. Yeah, and saying like we lost a bunch of money last year, so we had to cut money. Good. Good. I think that saying. kind of transparency. I mean, the thing like. In that case, I think that's a lot easier to say. It's a lot easier to cop to that because every everyone, did. every every every, we're all trying to recover financially yeah. from last year, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but, there's, there's a point but, to where there's that transparency with Bob, and then whatever the the Mariners GM did, where he yeah. went on and just straight blasted and was like, "Kelnick's not going to come up until later this year. We're going to make sure to keep another year of control." Like straight up, I putting bullets in the clip for right. the MLBPA. I. <laughs> I watched that video sitting next to both of you, I think. Yeah, your jaw was on the ground. Yeah. Jer- Incredible. Oh God, Jared Kalanick deserves so much better. They all, all the all the prospects in all of the games deserve know, better than this. I know, Jared Kalanick. Oh. I know. He's very, very good at baseball. Yes, he is. And then the other outfield prospect for the Mariners. Lewis. Or oh. no, the other other one. Yeah. 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 They, and he said 2022. Yeah. And then what he was saying about Kyle Seeger, too, that was just disgraceful. It's heartbreaking. Like, Seeger's not a Hall of Famer by any stretch of the imagination, but I am hard-pressed to think of more important Mariners. Yeah. Of, I mean, since important. Griffey and A-Rod, really. I mean, yeah. Felix Hernandez, but that's about it. Yeah. One time I asked Alan Koch, the former FC Cincinnati manager, a question, and I referred to a player in what he thought was kind of a derogatory way. Um just in the sense that I, I think maybe I referred to someone as like such and such, a, like a piece, like a defensive piece or mm-hmm. a midfield piece. And after the interview was over, he came over and he wanted to correct me because it was really important to him. It was and it wasn't like confrontational. Yeah, I mean it was in the sense that he went out of his way to, but it was. I mean that that was Alan. He just he wanted to make sure that I wasn't writing about these people. That way, and that was his whole point. Mm-hmm. They're people, and I don't know. It was impressive to me because he said it to me privately. He didn't make a show of doing it in front of the entire team as they were walking past us or whatever. So that told me that it was a core belief for him. And ever since then, I've had a hard time um, listening and taking seriously people that like habitually, especially in that. I mean, that case was just so egregious in so many ways, like truly disgusting. Uh, well, and, but like I just, it's such a. I mean, it's a it. I don't know. I, I don't I, know, man. I, I, I said my piece there. I think no. that that's gonna be a really core part of the reckoning that this next, the constant collective bargaining process is gonna have is that as front offices get more and more nerdy, which is great. I love it, but at the same time, you have people looking at things quite literally from a Wall Street perspective as yeah. far as asset management. Yep. And you have people... Assets, that yeah. might have been the word. And you yeah. have people yeah. looking at 
at these people as, you know what, uh, this is a piece with X amount of control attached with evaluation of this. And like, that's how they need to do it. That's how a smart general manager will do so. But at the same time, as you said, oh, they're yeah. human beings. Like you have to, there is a human element there that you cannot forget. And the bad teams do. Yeah. I'm not saying you go like yeah, 20 knots where everyone's like basing their signings off of the eye test. You know what I mean? Or like, who's, who's a sentimental favorite. Yeah. I, you got to look at it analytically and do your homework and crunch the numbers but you know these people have public facing jobs so when you're facing not just the public but your public your fans sort it out figure yeah. it out <laughs> don't talk about these guys like they're like they're pieces of me yeah. <laughs> which is normally how i talk about it. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. says the man with all kinds of meat in this fridge right now i got three racks of ribs in the fridge daniel Ooh. Yeah, dude, it's it's go time. Green, it's busy weekend for the green egg. Very busy for uh, grill goo. I hate that. Why do you hate it? It's <laughs> stupid. It's great. It's a big green egg. Grill goo. Sure, man. It's green. Big. Big. Yeah. Because Grogu's so big. Grogu's huge in my heart. Okay. All right. <laughs> Where Grogu belongs. God, right I here. will never forget one of the funniest moments of my life was when Alicia bought it for you and tasked me with showing, both of us were very drunk, and she tasked me with leading you to your gift. Oh, God. And she, the, obviously the girl wasn't here yet, but she... Uh, drew a diagram of a big green egg on mm-hmm. a piece of paper and put it in the old grill. And yeah. I was like, Bill, Alicia told me to show you your gift. And I'm hammered. I've been drinking all day. So we go out <laughs> on the patio. And it's midnight. And it's midnight. We go out on the patio. I was like, your gift's out here. He's like, what? Just keeps <laughs> looking around. And I point at the grill. He's like, what? The grill? I already have that. <laughs> I was like, no, no, just look around the grill. He's like, what do you mean? This is stupid. I was like, and finally, I just I let it go, and Alicia was just dying. I was like, "Bill, open the grill." <laughs> and there it is. And then I cried a lot because I was so happy. Oh. I have the video somewhere on my phone. It's very beautiful. Oh man, what a night! What a good time. Speaking of good times, TJ Antone's officially in the pen. Actually, that's not a good time. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that at all. I don't like it one bit. I really dislike it, but I get it. I get it to the fact that you can have him go out and throw three innings one day. And then bail out, say, you can go out and have him bail out a Hoffman or a Miley or a De Leon if they're starting and they have a bad start. Then you can throw him in there and he can go three or four and a third and then go out two days later. Well, and I think that that's the thing is I don't think there's any reason to look at Wade Miley as a traditional starter anymore. And I don't think it would benefit them to. Mm. And I think having that piggyback option is huge. And also Antone's stuff plays out, as we saw towards the end of the season last year, Antone's stuff plays up tremendously well in short bursts. Yeah, And I think that it's the same thing. It's a blueprint of a Cincinnati Reds pitcher. And I don't think this will stop him from being a starting option at any point this year or moving forward. Mm -hmm. But I think you traded something not significant, but a pretty damn good pitcher for Hoffman. I think you let him ride. And I think, believe me with this starting rotation and the way that baseball works and the way that injuries work, I would be absolutely floored if Antone doesn't start multiple games this year. I agree with you. What do you think? I have nothing to add. Perfect. Great. We're I'm just here on. so I don't get fined. <laughs> just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> so what we're looking at now, this is what I have written down. This is what we're looking at for the bullpen. You've got Amir closing out games. Maybe, I don't know, and Sims too. You could have them rotate. And Doolittle. 
and Doolittle. So there you go. You've got those three. So then I've got Antone, CNL Perez, uh, no Ramirez, which I feel like he's just going to be a soft tosser for an inning um, every other day. Um, Falmer, Hoffman with a question mark, um, and then De Leon. But then your rotation without Sonny is you've got Luis, Tyler, Miley, Lorenzen, and then Hoffman slash De Leon. Who am I forgetting in that bullpen then? Do you have Miley anywhere? Yeah, you do. Yeah, I've got um, him in the rotation. I mean, no, that's the thing. It's There's just a lot of competent arms that throw gas. It's like you right. look at Mississippi State's bullpen this year. It's just gas, gas, gas. It doesn't matter. Like, right. It's just human kerosene. You right. Know? <laughs> and and you, you don't know who you could call up from AA and AAA, uh-huh. too. I think Hunter Green is going to force their hand at some point. Really? I mean, towards the end of the year, it's like, do I? I think he. I think his floor is a high leverage impact reliever at the major league level. But I just, they have like the. the there's a lot of arms that throw heat. Right. I think you see. I think you see Lodolo before you see Hunter. I think you see Lodolo in July. If 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 if. If these arms aren't ready, and we already are seeing this this many injuries and people kind of yeah. falling off, you're gonna have to bring in the guy who you who you drafted in the first round, saying, "Hey, we drafted him because he's close." Yeah. So you're gonna have to throw him to the fire, and he didn't have a bad debut either. No, I like Lodolo, and I think that I don't like the Miley signing at all. I think he's gonna be out of here after this year. But one hundred percent. No, I think that Lodolo, regardless of what he's used as of regardless of what role he has he has a high floor i think he doesn't necessarily have the highest ceiling but i think as a reliever i mean but the thing with lodolo is is that you already like they went from having not a lot of lefties to now they have a good amount of lefties um i don't know how he fits into the bullpen but i think i i would go as far to say as i would personally I think that he would be a better option than Wade Miley right now, but I understand why that's not happening, and right. I think that's the correct move. So, it, this this next level Reds knowledge that I'm asking for. So I want you guys to chime in on this. Here's my thing regarding the injuries, which cannot be overlooked. Um, there's an old saying in baseball it's very cliche and very old and i'm sure you two have heard it so many times i'll piss you off when i say it right now (laughs) but you can't win the division or win the world series in april uh but you sure as hell can can lose it it. and they do have some significant injuries we are a week out from opening day as of this moment uh actually a week from now the game will probably be over will be over yeah so the season will have started this time seven days from now um do they have – I don't think there's – like, there's talent and, like, real talent in the rotation and the bullpen, whatever, you know, and include those fringe guys in there in, in, in these projections. Um, do they have the pieces to patch over the injuries and survive April, like, at or within touching distance of 500? Because if they go – I just, I mean, it's just, it's that that saying is cliche for a reason. Sure. Hey, now let me answer your question with a question. Do you think that anybody else in the in the division has that depth as well? That's a really good question. And I'm gonna say no. I think that maybe the, the Cardinals. Yeah, I think that, they fucking find somebody that they can. That's pull That's what up I was thinking a. about earlier when I thought of a team that could, you know, like no one is on paper. These teams are all kind of in a dogfight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But like anyone could 
rattle off nine out of ten or fourteen out of fifteen. So this and, like end up winning the division twenty five games over, but not the Pirates. <laughs> yeah, right. I okay. mean that goes without saying. But so the Cardinals stick out for that reason. Okay. For, but like, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say. I mean, as far as I just. Why they refuse to unlock Senzel is so frustrating to me, and I don't get it because when you look at depth, you cannot. There is, if Suarez gets hurt, or if Mustakas gets hurt, or if Vado gets hurt, that all comes back to the same player, which is Suarez, and to the shortstop position. Obviously, Senzel can't play shortstop, but. He can play third base. He can play third base. He can play second base. I don't understand because, like, why they don't just let him be Chris Taylor. And I mean, until show goes back, it doesn't matter because mm-hmm. you're going to need him every inning in center field. But they have options as far as lineup versatility goes to plug holes. But also, to be fair, when has Senzel been healthy enough to be relied upon? Bingo. That's the answer because mm-hmm. you can't. So that's why they move him in the center where they think that he has the least amount of chances to get hurt. For some, I mean, remember what was that, 2019 when he was quote unquote held back from Major League Camp? They moved him to Minor League Camp and he slid. And like, what did he do? He didn't fracture his foot, he sprained his ankle. I don't know what the deal so, is there. So, I mean, I mean, what in the playoff game? The first playoff game in 2020, he slid into fir- slid back in the first base and screwed up his shoulder. I mean, the guy is glass. Yeah. He needs to play 150 games this year before I depend on him. No, I and, and I, I quote unquote unlock him. Well, and that's the, that's the thing. I mean, I think you unlock him regardless. I think you need that versatility. But re- separate from all that, I just talk, going back to what we were talking about earlier about holding on to players. If it comes out that. Senzel was the holdup between the Reds and someone like Lindor or someone like Trevor oh Story. <laughs> oh, I don't. I, I mean, I don't think so. But I, I, that's the thing. It's I. It's so frustrating because he's just oozes tools. Mm-hmm. But man, just stay on the field. But if there's three dudes that are sitting at a kitchen table saying, "Man, I'm worried about his durability," there has to be GMs mm. say for no, of course the Rockies and the Indians like. I'm worried about his durability and, and, uh-huh. and. No, there's a lot of so, ands. Like, I've talked yeah. to people in the league. There's a lot of question marks with a lot of different things about him. And I think that uh, it, it's just, it's, uh, it, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just, nice. it's, it's frustrating. And I just, I think Shogo's still a question mark, too. And, like, that's the thing. There's a lot of what, it, there's, there's, the, the thing with the Reds is there is reason for optimism, but there are so many more what ifs about the Reds than there are about teams that are bona fide like contenders. And I'm not saying World Series mm-hmm. contenders, just teams that like you know are going to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing that you said about Shogo not knowing, which is a great lead-in, with the fact that he is still out with his hamstring, he was throwing today. We don't know when he's coming back. I'm going to ask you, Pat, first. Who leads off then? Jesse. Winker. Everybody leads off. Winker. Yeah. Why do you think Winker? Well, uh, I like his on-base percentage, mm-hmm. career, mm-hmm. Um, career-wise. I mean to say, so. I, but I know, I know you're a Nick Senzel guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean it makes more sense for me because you'd rather have speed at the top of the lineup than yeah. the giraffe that is Stinky Winky. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I, I think 
it's it's interesting because there Senzel is the obvious choice, but I think his bat to ball skills are top notch, and I think that Winker has very much emphasized power, which is why he just was mm-hmm. destroying baseballs last year. Um, I don't think with David Bell as manager that there is a correct answer because I think that everybody besides Suarez and Moustakis are going to lead off. <laughs> and Stevenson and Tucker Barnhart. Right. Everybody is going to lead off. Uh, I would be fine with letting Castellanos get up there. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, you know, and like, you got to think, like, you have to think going into it, the leadoff hitter, there's a stronger than likely chance that they're going to be replaced at some point in the lineup. Right. And it only matters once. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I think Senzel's a good option. I think that Winker's a good option. I think there's a lot of, like, it, it doesn't, with David Bell, it really doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Do you, Are you in the camp that if, if things start off real slow, like if we're looking at, like, fourth place in middle of June, that he gets fired? I think that Ooh. I think it's that, been floated on other podcasts. No, I, I, podcast. I think that if I were Bob, that would certainly be in play. But as somebody that has been watching Castellini like a hawk and is very upset about the lack of spending money, if he was not willing to spend money on improving the roster, but is willing to spend yeah. money to pay David Bell not to manage, I'm going to have a serious problem with that. That's yeah. true. That's very That's true. true. Okay, fair enough. Well, I mean, the, I mean, just Winker's speed is just my issue. He he, and he's yeah. faster. Bell said that he showed up to camp pretty light on his feet. But also, the other thing is, we tried to, you know, we tried to put a square peg in a round hole when, when he had when we had Joey lead off because of the on base percentage, and did that yeah. work out? Yeah. No, it's a really fair point. So that's why I think Senzel has more of that. But the reason you bring in Shogo is to have him lead off in the second half of the season that he had. I still have faith and a beyond beyond faith that he will be the ideal leadoff guy. But that also is eliminated with the fact that you don't have a DH this year. But I still think in the 19th hour, MLB is going to come in and there will be a DH. I mean, think about it last year in 2020. We got the expanded playoffs in the 13th hour. Well, that's the one. It's a bit of a different situation. And also expanded playoffs are not a tremendous bargaining chip at the table that the DH is. No. Because yeah. adding the DH adds 15 high-paying jobs to yeah. baseball. Mm-hmm. And it adds 15 spots to prolong careers. Which right. is a huge thing. reason why the players want it. Right. And then, then that's why the owners don't. Exactly. Which is dumb. They don't want to keep their players healthy. Well, I mean, why would they have their players' interests in mind? That's crazy. Well, no, they, they they want the DH because it would be better, it would be more fun, and you would be able to get another bat in the lineup, but they're, it's just business right. it's just a poker table and it also affects what you can do with joey Votto, because he could be a guy that you have come in and just dh and take a day off at first <sighs> you move moose over and you can unlock senzel if he's healthy and speaking of joseph daniel Votto, he was in the cage he's looking good he might be ready for opening day i he beat the COVID i gave him i will believe it i mean look <laughs> first of all there's no telling how long if and or what COVID will affect him. But also, like, what does a... Man, it's such a bummer. He's he's washed. He's washed. I lo- like, love the dude to death. There will never be a greater Reds hitter. He is, by a wide margin, the best Cincinnati athlete I will I have ever seen and will ever see. He, he's, the, it's over. The timing couldn't have been worse. And for, you know, I don't, I don't know 
what the severity of his illness was. So I don't know if he, mm-hmm. I assume he would have lost. I don't know. I don't know if they were able to give the guy some weights so that he could work out and mm-hmm. keep his muscle mass up. Or, you know, if he's running around on his own in a big open field, he can keep his cardio up. But, like, that, I don't, I mean, if he's, like, ready for opening day, I don't know. You're not going to get him on the trajectory that he would have been on absent COVID, right. you know. Well, so. what is that trajectory? Look at his second half of last year, man. I don't care. It's Joey Votto. He's old. and He figured it out in 30 games instead of taking 82. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing with Votto. He's always very shy until he wants to open his mouth, which I respect. And he does incredible. He's incredibly thoughtful and poignant when he does. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to know, because every year he shows up and says, I worked on some inefficiencies. How did you do that work? Are you going to driveline? Are you going to Eric Cressy? Are you working with uh, Bob Tewksbury? What resources are you using to work on your craft? Because there's a lot of players that are much worse that get much better with advanced hitting techniques and hitting coaches and stuff. And I'm not telling Vado how to do his job, but I would be very interested in hearing because... I don't care about the half, and I'm I'm not expecting him to be an MVP again. He just this lineup is on a very it's on a cliff. You have one black hole in the lineup with Tucker Barnhart. Gino at short covers up the second one. You don't have this lineup does not function with two black holes. Listening to Joey talk about his game is very interesting to me because it reminds me of listening to um, Tiger Woods yeah, talk about improving and tweaking his game, you know, because when you're like an elite level player or golfer, for that matter, which Joey, Joey yeah. was an elite, what did he finish in the MVP He's a Hall voting? of Famer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, like in recent years, like we're not reaching back to 2010 to say that he was like an MVP caliber player recently. Maybe it was 2017. 17. Yeah. All right. So four years. but Still great in 18. Yeah. Um, you know, with Tiger, it, the club face angles just a little bit in a certain direction. And his balls are flying everywhere but the fairway. And um, I don't know. I just – sometimes it's like these guys just are so introspective and so obsessive about perfecting their inefficiencies. It sounds like – is what you're working on even productive? Like, is is what you're doing truly necessary? And are these self-identified inefficiencies, or has someone brought this to you and said, "Hey, like, do the Reds go to Joey and say, like, hey, this is what we'd like to see from you next year?" Because yeah. if he's identifying these things himself, and then like you said, you have all these questions about how he tries to fix it. Like we saw with, like you see with with Tiger at earlier points in his career. He, Sometimes you say you're fixing it, but you're not. It doesn't look like you're actually fixing it. So, um, like I just Joey, wanted- Joey's a really tough case because he's another one I think more than way way the hell more than Bauer, more than mm-hmm. Aquino. Obviously, <laughs> um, he is like the ultimate modern day fan favorite, sentimental case. I think, mm-hmm. and that, like I said, he's been a very high caliber player very recently. But what's the point? 
And See, you, so it sounds like you're saying they they've passed the point where they should have parted company. No, I don't. Th- they, they don't have the option, and I don't think that it's it's his call. They're not going to be able yeah. to trade him. Mm-hmm. And same thing I just said about David Bell. You're not going to pay him to not play for you if you're not going to pay literally any shortstop. Uh, so that's the thing. And I'm I I just want. I said this on the podcast multiple times. The contract was perfectly fine. He provide like that's how baseball contracts works you provide surplus value on the front half and you do the opposite of that on the back half he it's going to be his call and it's going to have to be and i think he hasn't been shy in saying that and like he benched himself last year he clearly has that Mm, knowledge in him he didn't bench himself he's not gonna he's not gonna go down without a fight if they benched him okay but um, it's definitely mutual because he wasn't doing it. But uh, look, the thing is, it's it's going to be his call. I don't know what that looks like. I don't want to know what that looks like. I hope that he does do great, and I hope that he can hit 20 home runs and get on base at a 360-370 clip. How many years left on that deal? Three. Three. Oh, yeah. So I, I think that what he's saying in – that he has corrected and watching how hot he came out starting in the spring and then was looking like back ish to his old self yeah. in the box, the way he was hitting. And I understand it's spring, but that was still looking promising. It will be interesting to see what he can do. I mean, I know the reds have the VR hitting clinic thing that you see on, I forget exactly what that, that software is called. That is very in depth. I, I could, be, I believe that he probably has that in his house or that someone shipped it to him and like, Hey, you can't leave for two weeks or a week. Here you go. This is it. So I think that he probably worked on it this way, and I trust the guy. I mean, I believe that maybe one of the ways he got better at hitting was playing chess a lot this winter. Maybe that was it. Taking <laughs> but I drugs be- and staring at the ceiling and playing chess on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, I believe that, that. Hey, maybe that opened his mind, and then he was just like, man, maybe I should just sacrifice a few things I and actually be lo- the power hitter I, I was. I don't think that there's a single person on the planet that I would rather do mushrooms with than Joey Votto. Whoa. That's a hot take. So, like... He's probably he's packed for the trip and ready to go. Yeah, you, yeah. You would, I think most people would need to pack. I wouldn't need to pack for that. I would be ready. I would flip the switch if that moment came up. Switch flipped. Okay, buddy, here we go. Well, funny you say that. No, I'm kidding. No, don't you <laughs> no, dare. No, um, but no, I just and the other thing is is there's no replacement right now because the only option is do you put Barnhart at first oh that's a gold glove catcher no you don't do you put Moustaka? you put Farmer at first oh great Kyle Farmer yeah no I'm just saying that's what you do for a week if, if he's out for the first week well, of the season and, well, the, the other option is Moustakis but then that opens up that same thing that we were just talking about third base about. With Senzel right or third base with, with India with but then who plays second right it's just there's a lot. Who's of, on first? Yeah, the, it's a house of cards. If any one of those infielders gets hurt, um, or just doesn't produce, and I don't know. I mean, I would love to see Vado just hit piss missiles all over Great American Ballpark all summer. I don't know if it's going to happen. I, I just I want to know: Are you doing weighted bats? Are you hitting plyo balls? What are you doing? Like, what are what what are you t- diagnosing? And what are you doing to get like to 
cross that threshold. Well, he's just a private guy, so we'll find I out. I know. We'll find out when he comes back and when he's ready to when he to, when he's ready to roll after he feels 100% from COVID and he's just up to game speed, but it's just promising that he was in the cage. He is getting back. Maybe he's back for opening day. Who knows. So, let's round third and head for home. Pat, what would you like to plug? Well, Billy, you can catch me on Twitter at pbrennanenq. Ooh. Wait, I don't know. Yeah. Wait, what is that? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Shameless? Give us your socials. Give us whatever. Yeah, that's the that, dude. That my social. You're not getting that. Come on. My social security. Two number. four three. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was, give that us was, your handles. And all I was that close. Stuff. Yeah? yeah. No. Uh, I'm excited for both of you. That opening day is a week away. Yeah, I'm very inside very of seven days. I'll be covering FC Cincinnati though. You yeah. guys know your people probably know where to go. Cincinnati.com. I am on mm-hmm. Twitter. I'm a reasonably decent follow. Can't You're a great follow. Get out of here. No, stop. Come on. Get out of here. You're a great follow. I'm Kiss a me. Um, Kiss me. <laughs> and great follow on Instagram. Hey, thank you. You're very welcome. It's a fun gram. Danny, what do you want to plug? Uh, I want to plug the eight wonderful people at the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services that I've spoke to in the last week trying to get my unemployment claim that I filed in January across the finish line. Um, and then uh, <laughs> uh, I hate it here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> want to plug Evan Holt for Cincinnati City Council. I am helping run his campaign. And if you are tired of developers running this city and would like an actual worker who actually has skin in the game besides a bank account, uh, Evan Holt Evan Holt Cincinnati City Council That's a good call We'll be at Finley Market On Saturday morning Collecting signatures And hopefully We'll officially be on the ballot Next week That'd be awesome You've got mine already Yes I do Um, Big news 420 Favorite Best day of the year First Five points park Show Of the year So it'll be every first And third Tuesday Um, Massive Eight o'clock going to be great outdoors distanced it's awesome we've got picnic tables and bring your own lawn chair that's walking distance from my pad which uh huge insiders know is referred to as snake island (laughs) snake island i've never heard snake island yeah that's the name i live there and it's what people call the place where I live. <laughs> well, Snake Island. I'm learning new How stuff do you about not know you every this? day. <laughs> learning a lot. I'm learning so much. But it is walking distance for me. I couldn't be more excited. That's so exciting. I have also more exciting news. Yeah. Um, this is a ways out, but I can confirm it now. July 2nd and 3rd, I will be headlining Chameleon. Ooh. Two shows Friday, two shows Saturday. I think like, uh, like 7.30 and 9. Um, but I will have more up-to-date stuff when we get Incredible. there. But it's March, so that's July shit so that's how that's 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 showing you how far people are booking stuff out so things are starting to happen the world's returning to normal and i get my second shot on april 5th and i will be fully chipped so i'm very excited um thank you to armchair media for supporting the pod and giving us a network to jib jab on thank you to bet online for being our premier online sports book sponsor and thank you to ebay.com backslash sneakers for being our sneaker spot and go get your sneak sneaks on eBay. So, as always, thank you for listening and go red legs. Stay nasty. Nasty. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, 
you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact.